Hi friends, it's Meg Dahl and you're listening to Friends We Meet Reading, a book club podcast. Okay, so I received several requests to put together a podcast episode for you and share my top 10 reads of 2022. So my entire reading list from 2022 includes a total of 80 books. And I actually had a really great reading year. I gave five stars to more than 15 books. So putting together a top 10 list was actually quite challenging to me. So what I did was I looked at all of the books that I've given five stars to. And even now that I'm looking at this list, I am thinking of books that I'm like, oh no, I didn't include this one on this list. But I don't want to be like giving you this long, long list of books. And I'm really trying my best to be like concise and kind of put like all of the best of the best into a list but it's really hard because I seriously read so many incredible books throughout 2022 so yeah I I'm just gonna dive in honestly and I didn't really put any of these books in a certain order. However, the first book that I'm going to start off with is hands down my favorite book of 2022. And yeah, maybe I should be saving the best for last, but that's okay. I'm just going to dive in and share my favorite book of 2022 with you. And then we'll get into all the others because Everything that I'm going to mention in this podcast episode is absolutely hands down worth reading. And, you know, I said last year I read 80 books. I'm going to give you a solid list of books. So if you haven't read any of the books that I mentioned in today's podcast episode, definitely add them to your TBR, but like maybe just make sure that you read them throughout 2023 because they are phenomenal, like must read. And I'll also say as I was going through my list of my five-star ratings from 2022, the way that I kind of like combed through these books and was trying to kind of find the best of the best out of the five-star reads was I really thought about, okay, which books like lingered with me? Which books gave me that kind of like book hangover feeling? Which books kind of made me think like, oh my gosh, I am never going to find another book that I love as much as this one. So prepare yourself because these are some really incredible books. But like I said, this first one that we're going to get into is my favorite read of 2022. And that is Looking for Jane. So I actually have a copy of this book. I rented it from the library first. 
and I gobbled it up and then I went straight to the bookstore and I bought myself a copy. So I will give you all a heads up that the author of this book, Heather Marshall, she is Canadian and she went to the same university as me, which I didn't know until I actually started reading the book. But because she's Canadian um, and I guess like the publishing company that published her book. So it has launched in Canada. So if you're a Canadian listening to this episode, you can absolutely go to your bookstore. I bought mine at like an Indigo store. So you can go to your bookstore and find this book. However, if you're in the States, this book does not actually launch or it's not officially released until February. So write it down, put it on your TBR, like I said, because if you enjoy historical fiction, and not even if you enjoy it, just like this book is so important. And not only is it important, but like, it will have you just consumed by it the entire time that you read it. Um, As soon as I finished reading Looking for Jane, I gave it to my mom and I was like, you have to read this. And my mom enjoys reading, but she's not like a big reader. I think she read like maybe three or four books throughout 2022. And She gobbled this book up and she was seriously texting me every morning about like what page she was on and what was happening in the book. And she was just so wrapped up in it, too. So if you read one book throughout 2023, please let it be looking for Jane because it is phenomenal. And I'm just going to be like running around telling everyone to read this book. Now, I don't really want to get into like exactly what it's about because I actually went into this book completely blind and I think that made me like it even more. However, like if I did know what it was about, I would have loved it just like I would have still given it five stars. I would have still been head over heels in love and obsessed with this book. But I'm like big into going into books blind and not knowing like so much detail about it because it kind of adds like that element of just like that surprise and that thrill along with it. So Looking for Jane gets like the crown of being the best book of 2022. And like I said, if you're not in Canada, the release date is February, I believe, for the US. So all my American friends mark your calendars and make sure you grab this book in February. Okay, so next up, and I would say, I know I said earlier that I'm not really sharing these books in any particular order, but this next book is definitely in my number two spot. So I do have like my first and second picks as far as best books of 2022, but um, everything else is kind of in random order because it was really so hard to choose. So my second favorite read of 2022 is Love and Other Words by Christina Lauren. So Christina Lauren is actually 
a duo, um, Christina and Lauren. It's not one person. It's two women authors that partner together and they call themselves Christina Lauren. So Love in Other Words is one of those friends to lover trope books and it was amazing. I think I read it back in March, I want to say. And that's like pretty early in the year. And it stuck with me throughout all of 2022 and remained in that top spot until I read Looking for Jane later on in the year. And then it went down to number two spot. But definitely like if you enjoy like romance, friends to lovers, like that sort of kind of trope, I definitely recommend Love and Other Words. Christina Lauren, this was my first read of theirs. And since then, I've read two other books. I feel like they're not super, super consistent. I've loved two of their books and hated like another one that I read. So I wouldn't say like all of their books are incredible but love in other words is one that i will recommend over and over and over again and after renting this one from the library and reading it i went out and actually bought a copy for myself because it's so good another book that i read from the library and now have my own copy of is All the Bright Places by Jennifer Niven. So this is by no means like a new book, but it is a new movie. However, after I read the book, I told Scott how much I love this book and there's a movie on Netflix and <laughs> we watched it together. I was not happy with it. So I highly recommend the book. I do not recommend the movie. I don't think the movie was awesome. It was very like mediocre and something I would not like recommend. Um, I kind of wish I didn't watch it, but the book itself, it's kind of like a young adult fiction novel because the main characters are in high school, but it deals with like love and relationships and growing up, but also there's like a really big element of men mental health in the book. So I absolutely loved All the Bright Places, but it definitely isn't like overly uplifting. So just kind of like a heads up that you know, given like the mental health aspect of things, um, it definitely deals with like some heavier topics and yeah, it's just kind of like a heavier book in some sorts of ways. And then I'm just going to share with you that 2022 was also my year of being introduced to the magical world of Sally Rooney and like the wonderful author that she is. So Sally Rooney currently has three novels, Beautiful World, Where Are You, Normal People, and Conversations with Friends. And they are all on this list that I want to share with you today. So they're all Sally Rooney novels. I'll give those names again to you because they're just absolutely amazing. Beautiful World, Where Are You? Normal People and Conversations with Friends. Now, my 
introduction to Sally Rooney or my feelings about reading her book, her books, pardon me. Um, it was interesting because I had a few friends recommend these books to me. And then I had a more friends kind of tell me how much they disliked, like strongly disliked her books. So I do think she's kind of like that author that either you absolutely love her books or you really, really, really do not like them and you would never recommend them. Now, I am definitely the reader that falls into the camp of being absolutely obsessed with Sally Rooney and... I will own all of her books. I will read anything that she puts out into the world. I just love her and I'm obsessed with her writing. So I'm just one of those people. But like I said, I had kind of like a weird intro to her just seeing so many of my friends like really not like her books. So one of my friends actually recommended her series. Like there's too many series. So her book, Conversations with Friends, and her book, Normal People. They're both made into miniseries. And here in Canada, you can watch them on Amazon Prime. And I think if you're in the States, you can watch them on like Hulu or something like that. But um, Normal People stars Daisy Edgar-Jones and... Paul Mescal, which don't even get me started on how gorgeous he is. <laughs> I just love him. But my one friend, JD, she's been on this podcast before, and she suggested that I watch Normal People. And I had not read the book yet, so I watched the series first, instantly became obsessed with the series. And like I said, it's only a mini series, so it's 12 episodes long. Same with the other series um, that's adapted from Conversations with Friends. And this one has Joe Alwyn in it, which is Taylor Swift's boyfriend. <laughs> so it was super cool to see him acting because I'm not like really familiar with his work. But anyways, those two mini series I watched first and then I read the books. And the mini series are like a hundred percent. They're phenomenal. Five out of five stars. However, I love the book so much and I could live in the books forever. So I highly recommend all of her books. And I think like the biggest complaint a lot of people have with her books is she doesn't use quotation marks. So a lot of people have kind of like a hard time following her writing um and there's not like any big like twists or turns in her books but I honestly think that's kind of like my favorite type of writing style and just my favorite books to read so anyways getting back to this list if you have not read any Sally Rooney novels yet I highly recommend all of those. And if I was to kind of rank the three novels of hers, I do think Beautiful World, Where Are You is my favorite. And then Normal People and then Conversations with Friends. But all three of them are five out of five stars for me. Now, another young adult 
fiction novel that I loved this year and kind of left me feeling like absolutely shook and I just loved this one so much. It's called Letters to the Lost by Bridget Kemmerer. Now, from what I know, Bridget Kemmerer often more so writes like fantasy novels. And one of my friends who reads a lot of fantasy really loves her fantasy novels. I haven't read any of them yet. One is called Defy the Night. I have it from the library right now, but I just haven't read it yet. But this isn't like a fantasy novel whatsoever. It's like a young adult fiction, but it has beautiful characters and kind of like a twisty storyline that will just kind of have you like really surprised along the way and stuff. So... I loved Letters to the Lost. I read it this summer and I would definitely read it again um, once some time passes so I kind of forget like what happens. But the next one I want to talk about was one that I was putting off forever to read because it's so popular and if you know anything about me, you might know that I kind of like to not follow trends and do what's popular and stuff like that. So Where the Crawdads Sing by Dahlia Owens is super popular. I mean, it just recently got made into a movie. Daisy Edgar Jones stars in this one as well. And... Yeah, I was just like really resistant to read it for whatever reason, well, because of its popularity. But I I mean, I couldn't ignore the incredible reviews. So I was like, okay, okay, I'll read this. And this is like one of those books that is kind of like, okay, just one more chapter. And then you're staying up way past your bedtime because It's just so good. The writing's phenomenal. And, you know, like all of the glowing reviews, I really do think that there's so many books out there that get these amazing reviews. And then it, and like they gain a lot of like popularity. And you see them all over like book talk on TikTok or Bookstagram on Instagram. And then you read these books and, You cannot wrap your head around why it's so popular, but I completely understand why Where the Crawdads Sing is so phenomenal. Like, it's truly incredible. And it's one of those books. So I read Where the Crawdads Sing, and it left me feeling like I will never read a better book than this. And then right after I finished Where the Crawdads Sing, I read Love in Other Words, as I already shared, and I like that one even better. So it's a really great book, but throughout my reading throughout 2022, I definitely found books that I ended up liking better than Where the Crawdads Sing. Um, A nice little book that really like stole my heart and found 
a special place to live within my heart. It's called A Little Hope by Ethan Joella. I started actually crying during this book. (laughs) So it is another like not so light read. It's quite emotional. There's a lot of characters, but they're all kind of like intertwined in a way. And it takes place in just like a little town. Anyways, hands down one of my favorite books of the year. And I really wish it would be made into a movie because I think with like a really incredible ensemble cast, this would make an awesome movie. But yeah, A Little Hope by Ethan Joella definitely recommends. Another book that I loved, it's another young adult fiction novel dealing with like heavier topics and stuff is I'll Give You the Sun by Jandy Nelson. Now, I'll give you a heads up. If you do read this book, the writing style is definitely unique. I read this book as like a buddy read with one of my friends, Erin, this year. We were both reading it at the same time. And I think her and I both felt the same way, kind of like going into this book. It was just a little, like the writing style was just unique and it took a bit to get used to. However, once you kind of got into the groove of reading the way the author writes, it was an amazing book and... I like it's one of those books that I want to reread. So like I said at the beginning of this episode, I'm kind of sharing books with you that like I weeded out like my not weeded out, but I was kind of combing through my five out of five list, which like I said, there was over 15 books on this five out of five list. And um, I was just I kind of thought, okay, which ones left me with like book hangover? But I was also thinking, okay, which books would I want to like reread any time, you know? So I'll Give You the Sun is absolutely one of those books. I don't own my own copy of it yet, but I absolutely will because it's just so, so good. Now... The next book I'm going to share with you was actually my second book of the month pick. So book of the month came to Canada in November, which is super exciting. Now, if you're not familiar with what book of the month is, and please like this is I'm not affiliated with book of the month, but I would be because it's so cool. So basically what happens is this team of like book lovers and people that read books all the time they choose like the very best new releases kind of thing or very best books of that month and then you get to pick which book you want to get from them that month and then you get a hard copy version of that book and like I said usually these books are like new releases so you're maybe like reading a book that isn't even in stores yet or not a lot of people have read yet so anyways the book that I chose for December through the book of the month club was called 
the circus train. Now, I really loved like the fact that it was a historical fiction book. It's set like during World War II, but kind of like over many decades as well. And it follows this one girl and this one child, like they're children, but over the course of the book, they grow up into adults. Anyways, there's a big circus theme of this book, hence the title, The Circus Train. And when I was reading through all of the picks for December on Book of the Month Club, I realized like there's not a lot of books that are kind of like centered around a circus. And I thought that sounded really cool and kind of like mystical and magical. And I just liked the thought of like the circus vibe and also on a train I thought that sounded kind of cool so anyways I ordered this book for December and it turned out to be really really good now this one is also written by a Canadian so shout out to some incredible Canadian authors showing up in my top list of five out of five books this year um Amita Parikh is her name I might be pronouncing her last name incorrectly so forgive me but her name is Amita and she wrote The Circus Train I this was her debut novel and it truly was so incredible And I highly recommend, especially if you enjoy historical fiction books that are like set around World War II. Another novel that I really liked, it's kind of like family and similar to The Circus Train, it kind of spans over several decades of this family's life and it's called A Place for Us by Fatima Farine Mariza and I absolutely loved this book. I read it. It was one of my very first reads of 2022 and similar to where the crawdads sing or love in other words like this was just one of those books that I read really early in the year and it just consistently stayed at like the top of that list because it was so good so if you like books that feel really real and it's kind of about family and their interactions and their relationships and you know, it can get emotional at times and things like that. I think you'd really enjoy this one. This is one of the books that I actually passed on to my mom and she also really loved it. So yeah, it's just, it's definitely um, one of those books that just kind of like pull at your heartstrings and the characters are phenomenal as well. And then the next book I want to talk about, we're almost done by the way, but The next book I want to talk about is also a book that is not actually released yet. It is also just like Looking for Jane. It's coming out in February, February 14th, the Valentine's Day to be exact. And I was lucky enough to get an an advanced copy of this book from my friend Rochelle Bilo. She wrote Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year and 
when I mentioned book hangovers, you guys, <laughs> this book gave me such a book hangover. Like the characters just were absolutely incredible. I fell in love with Rochelle's writing style and this book was set in Scotland which just like added a whole element to this book so if you like reading novels that are set somewhere really interesting I highly recommend Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year it's like a romance novel hence why it's probably coming out on February 14th of this year and fun fact Rochelle will be on the podcast, so I'm super excited about that. She'll be like our first author, like or conversation with the author type of podcast episode on Friends We Meet Reading. So really excited to have her on and pick her brain about just like the writing process of Ruby Spencer's Whiskey Year and just like what that all entailed, what it was like for her, how she even like decided on the characters, developed the characters, that sort of thing. So yeah, I absolutely love this book. I obviously own a copy and it's just kind of like one of those really cozy romance novels. Like it's not like full on romance, but there's some really steamy kind of love scenes and stuff and I just think it's so cozy like you could read it any time of the year but I read it in December and I just felt like this kind of like cozy wintry time of year is a perfect time to read it I don't know I loved it so much and then the last two books I want to tell you about and again this List is not in order by any means, but yeah, let's dive into these last two books. So this is also a fairly popular book on BookTok and Bookstagram, The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. This is another one of those books that I feel like either you absolutely love it or you don't. Um, This is like the only fantasy book on or like even like magical realism I'm not even sure if it's kind of categorized as fantasy or magical realism but one of the two which is pretty much the same (laughs) um anyways the invisible life of Addie LaRue by V.E. Schwab is incredible it's quite a large book like over 400 pages I think so it's one of those books that I ordered from the library and it was sitting on my shelf forever I think I had it for a long period of time didn't read it the library needed it back like I used up all my time with it I still didn't read it and then I like sent it back to the library and then I took it out again like months later and it was still sitting on my shelf so it just took me a really long time to like actually want to read this book because I'm just such a mood reader but I ended up reading it this past summer and As you can see, it turned out to be one of my favorite books of the year. So 
I love it. There's like kind of like timeline, like hopping, you know, going back to the past and present and stuff like that. So I really loved it. It has beautiful characters. There's like love stories and it's just wonderful. And the writing is so beautiful. So like I said, I rented this book from the library. I loved it so much. And now I own like my very own copy. So that just goes to show you how much I love this book. Now, last but not least is a book called A Man Called Ove by Frederick Bachman. This is also another very popular book, which has been made into a movie, I believe with Tom Hanks. And um, I haven't watched the movie, but I do want to. I don't think the movie is actually called A Man Called Ove. It's called like a man called something else like I forget the name but anyways it's adapted from this book and this book also left me in tears I absolutely loved it beautiful characters and with all of Frederick Bachman's books because I have read several of his books now his writing's incredible like it's just beautiful writing so yeah, A Man Called Ove is definitely one to read if you haven't yet. There's a quote in this book about a house that I am going to get framed and like have hung up somewhere in my house because I just love it so much. So these are my favorite books of 2022. If you read, I did share 15 books with you, by the way, so that didn't take me as long as I thought it would, but I hope you enjoy this episode and I will be back with another episode next week. <laughs>